Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Next Level Man, where you are one decision away from taking your life to the next level. I'm your host, Tim Hunt. And in today's episode, it is definitely a crucial one that we will be discussing. And it is the imperative need to guide our children on the right path to true independence. Many parents now are spending their life savings to keep their young adult children afloat back at home. This is something that needs to be addressed and has to be brought to light, brothers. And it has to be brought to light with actionable steps. But before we dive in, you know what we got to do. Let's go. Next level man. Alright, alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Next Level Man. I'm so thankful to have you with me today. Listen, it is the holidays and first and foremost from my family to yours, from all Next Level Men getting to that next level. We just want to say happy holidays. We wish you the best and we want you to grow. But with that, we got to talk about something that is really near and dear to us. That's our children. There is a growing trend where parents are financially supporting their young adults at home. And often the expenses that they are spending are their own life savings. Now, brothers, in a world where nearly half of the young adults in the U.S. live at home, we have parents taking care of their adult children. And we have to address this. We have to hit it head on, brothers, because here's the reality. Many parents are facing this dilemma of wanting to support their children while encouraging them to grow independently. And this kind of hits home for me because I do remember growing up in my household. And you know what? I think when I actually left and bought my own home, I was probably in my late 20s, right? Actually, it was probably early 30s. But I did leave home. I went to college for a while and then I came back home. And I know so many of us are now facing this situation where there are young adults who are now coming back home because guess what? They thought they had everything in order. All of a sudden things started to fall by the wayside. And we as parents, we as fathers, we want to protect our children. We want to make sure we got their back. I get it. But here is the reality. There needs to be a point of reflection uh, from the parent side and the upbringing, because in my opinion, many of us as parents had it hard growing up, and we now have this tendency to come to our children's rescue a bit more frequent than, in my opinion, than we need to. And you know, once again, I think it comes from some of the hardships we've endured and and and, and pushed back on to say, you know what, I don't want my children to experience that. I don't want my son to experience that. I don't want my daughter to experience that. And the thing that we're trying to prevent is these lessons, somewhat of a hard knock life tour, if you, if, you, if you think about it in that perspective. And unfortunately, this has caused an enabling of our children. And now we're facing this unprecedented number of young adults who are now back home living off the land. These are challenging times and I get it. Uh, certain things have happened with the economy. Certain things have happened 
uh, obviously with the pandemic, and we'll get into that a little bit. But here is the reality. The challenging economic circumstances start off with, in my opinion, student debt, right? And we have increased student debt through the roof, right? And I'm one that really does not vibe particularly well when it comes to student debt. And the reason is this. I remember going to school, went to college for four years back in the days. And, you know, probably coming out of college, I had maybe about $30,000 worth of debt for four years of college. And that was combined with living off campus as well as living on campus. But nowadays we have students who are spending $40,000 for one semester, right? And if we just do $40,000 for one semester with, yes, some student loans and grants and things of that nature, I mean, we're still over $100,000 in debt. We have some students that are going to school online and racking up student debt that's close to six figures. Now, once again, this is something that I really push back on nowadays because I do believe that some of our children, when they go to school and they rack up this debt, they already start from a standpoint of hustling backwards. And that's because now when they get out into the workforce, Nine times out of 10, they're not making six figures. They're not even making close to that. So what happens? They're now taking on school debt. They're now wanting to look at the, you know, side of the road where they want their own apartment. Maybe they're not getting along with the parents and they want to get out on their own. They want to get their own car. And there was no proper planning. Like I said, for years, I've pushed back on having my children go to school and get into debt up to, the, up to their eyeballs, right? I just don't believe in it. When my son went to school and we were... Uh, you know, blessed to be in Pennsylvania and he went to Penn State, he could have went to uh, University Park where it was 40,000 plus, but he decided to go to the satellite school and which it was 13,000 for the year, right? So if you think about that for a moment, if you get some grants and you get some loans and, you know, you're working, you can probably knock half of that down. And what I will tell you is when someone has the ability to step out and get into the workforce where their debt for school loans is less than $30,000 like mine was, suddenly there's a certain shift in that ability to, you know, get a little bit ahead of the curve. And in my opinion, you know, once again, not knocking any, uh, you know, institution, but to spend 40, 50, $60,000 a year for a four-year education in my opinion, it's hustling backwards. And a lot of our students right now have done that and they've come back home with that debt. And unfortunately, it's putting a strain on the parents, right? And that's what this is about. The financial strain and the stress that is now put on the parents because now they feel that their child is not getting a fresh start in life. In addition to that, there's a lack of affordable housing where it's led to certain situations where many young adults find it difficult to embark on, you know, finding a place to live, right? So now guess what? They have to come back home. Also, the pandemic, as I mentioned earlier before, it has further normalized living with our parents and just really creating a delay in achieving that uh, that financial autonomy that many of us are thriving to have our children achieve in life, right? Now, listen, each scenario is different when it comes to our young adults, but the common thread is this, parents, Fathers, brothers, we need to reflect and look back. How did we get here? And at the same time, 
when is enough enough? For us men, I know helping our sons and daughters is paramount. We have to really start with the education, right? And it starts with financial literacy. There's no, there's no escaping it. When we get into that mode of financial literacy, we're kind of behind the eight ball, right? But for our children, it needs to start early. And we need to instill that financial awareness in our children. I just finished going over this with my daughter. She's blessed to be working currently at a, you know, a, a restaurant. And I asked her, how much money have you saved thus far? And she saved up a nice amount of money considering what she makes you know, at the restaurant, whether she's waiting tables or hosting. But here's the gift. The amount she saved is 10% more than the gross that she, whatever she's made, right? So there is always this, you know, thought to say, hey, listen, you want to save at least 10% of your earnings, right? She surpassed that. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm saying it because that starts the wheels turning. That starts the mindset for young uh, adults to save first and spend last, right? I think many of us have it flipped. We want to spend first and then we save whatever we have left. No, you need to pay yourself first. So it starts with that financial literacy and education, right? We need to start early with our children, teach them the basics of budgeting, savings, and investing, and equip them with just with the knowledge to make informed financial decisions. And here's the big issue, and I'm just putting it out there, brothers. This is leaning on us, right? We as men are head of household, right? Or considered head of household. And yes, there are some families that are are dynamically flipped and switched and it's all good. But listen, you are the leader, brothers. And many of us don't have our finances in order as men. And there is a lack of awareness or lack of responsibility around our finances, right? And here's really the truth. Some of us are just ashamed to go out and get help. It's almost like the blind leading the blind. So I'm not here to beat up on you, brothers, but I am here to say that in order for us to realize where our children are, we have to realize where we came from, right? And many of us are putting a strain on our finances because at the end of the day, we may not have had everything together, but at the same token now, some of the upbringing that we had, we wanted to kind of sugarcoat things with our children, right? So once again, it's all about the reflection because I've been through it as well. I had a pretty good upbringing, but at the same time, there were certain things that I was missing in my life that I wanted to make sure that my son had, right? And then there were certain things in my life that I knew I wanted to then enhance my son's uh, life and as well as my daughter and all those that then came after them. So here's the reality, brothers. When do we take responsibilities and flip the paradigm to saving more and spending less rather than spending more and saving less, right? As parents, think about it. Billions I'm talking billions annually are spent on our children who are young adults just to keep them up with the Joneses. Brothers, that's not how we should be moving. That's not how we should be moving, brothers. It's really about understanding that this financial literacy needs to be passed down to our children. As a coach, I encourage you to bring your child into the realm of entrepreneurial thinking right? Foster that entrepreneurial mindset by encouraging creativity and problem solving. I know some of our children are just not cut out to be entrepreneurs and that's fine, but help them identify opportunities and take calculated risk. I think many of us are playing so safe that there's no risk involved. And guess what? There's no reward, right? If you think about it, everybody's playing so safe, you still don't have two nickels to rub together. 
Now, once again, this is no disrespect to anyone. I'm putting it out there because I know for a fact, as I started to grow and develop, I had to take certain risks. Without the risk, there was no reward, right? So I encourage you, brothers, to go out there and teach your young son or teach your young daughter, or for that matter, your adult son and your adult daughter to have that entrepreneurial mindset, encourage that creativity. And once again, help them identify opportunities. Now, listen, you might say, well, Tim, I don't know how to identify those opportunities. No problem. That's where coaching comes involved. That's where mentorship comes involved, right? And this is all about creating a mindset that leads to self-sufficiency and resilience, brothers. Because here's the reality. There's going to be a generational clash that's coming. There is a generational clash actually that's already here. And this shift is the perspective of young adults moving back home. What was once seen as a failure now is kind of dealing with, you know, uh, it's all right. No big deal. You know, my son is back home. I'm, my daughter's back home. And, and I get all that. But we have to know when to cut the cord. Because here's the reality. If we don't cut the cord, we're going to end up having to spend our life savings for our children. We don't want that. So let me give you a scenario where, you know, once again, it was just one of those things that it just it kind of dawned on me that I had to bring this to light. There was two things. One, there was an amazing uh, Bloomberg article that came out about parents spending their life savings on their young adult children that still live at home. But then as I was talking to one of my good friends, he was telling me how he helped his son get a car. Right. And this is what I'm talking about with young adults. Right. He helped his son, him and his wife helped his son get a car and he drove the car, drove the car, drove the car, but wasn't really keeping the car up to, you know, a certain standard as far as safety. So he needed some tires. But then what comes into play? He ends up getting multiple tickets on the car that he can't pay for. Why? Because he's not making enough money to pay for the tickets as well as pay for the tires, as well as the maintenance for the car in general. Right. But he's now spending money elsewhere on other things that are not conducive to his growth. Now we're talking about the decisions. Right. We're talking about that ability to then put our child in a situation where they can reflect and learn and grow from. But nine times out of 10, what are we doing? We're paying for the tires. We're paying for the tickets. When is enough enough? When do we talk about cutting the cord and letting the car be taken away from our son or our daughter? I know it's hard, right? I know it's hard, but these are the discussions that are needed so that in the end, we have a sense of responsibility. We have a sense of awareness. So for me, it would be looking at it like this. How do you see it now that you don't have a car? How do you see it now that you have to take the bus to work? How does that feel? Right. And what I've come to understand is now when I'm having conversations with my son or my daughter, I'm asking them to give it back to me. And why is that? It's all about understanding. Hey, can I can I have a dialogue with my son or daughter in which they are realizing as they are saying something to me? They, it, it, it's clicking. They're, they're seeing it, right? Because this leads to the next question. What life skills can be taught and what life skills can be learned? It goes beyond the academics. And I suggest really focus on life skills such as cooking. Brothers, I'm keeping it real, such as cleaning and basic home maintenance, because that transfers to the cause. That transfers to the other things that they become involved with, right? 
And these skills can contribute once again to that self-sufficiency and build confidence in handling everyday challenges, brothers, right? So I know it's a delicate scenario. I know there has to be balance between supporting them and ensuring that they become, whether it's financially, you know, secure, financially well-rounded and independent as, as adults. But from what I've been able to coach some men through nowadays, it's the, the simple fact that there is hope and time to turn the tides around, right? And to get their son, their young adult son or their young adult daughter in a position where they're reaping the rewards of the seeds that have been planted, even at a significantly older age, right? I believe that it's all about mentoring and coaching. And the sooner you could get someone to either mentor your son or your daughter or coach them, the better they will be. Now, once again, this is not a sales pitch. This is just understanding that for me growing up, I realized that I had to have people in my life that were mentoring me and that were coaching me. Now, was I paying for it at that point in time? No, it was something that was given through the gift of love from somebody else's heart. And sometimes as fathers, sometimes as brothers, sometimes as parents, we don't have the resources in our own wheelhouse to give to our children. This is where the pride has to be put to the side, brothers, and we have to go out there and seek help. I suggest helping your child or your young adult that's home try different career paths, maybe an internship, maybe a part-time job, because I think sometimes anything done to the extreme becomes error. We try to get our son into full-time or our daughter into full-time employment, and, and, and we're just pushing them too hard. Start with part-time, start with some sort of volunteering to help them discover their passions and develop a sense of responsibility. And once again, I know this may feel at times that they're too old, maybe for an internship, but it's about helping them find that spark to help them have that proper liftoff, that aha moment to get to that next level. Listen, brothers, I'm here to tell you that nowadays, the amount of money that adults are spending on their children who are already young adults at home is unprecedented. What I'm saying to you is don't be one of them. Don't get caught behind the eight ball. Start young with your children. And listen, if you are that individual, if you are that brother and you're behind the eight ball, it's still all right. Know that there are people there to help you, but you have to take action. You have to reflect. You have to think about where you are right now and where you need to be to help your son or help your daughter get to that next level. Because we're going into 2024, brothers. And whether you realize it or not, a lot of people are getting left behind just because of the simple fact that they have their ducks in a row. But guess what? They're not making enough money. And inflation is catching up. You see what's going on, brothers. But here is the gift. There is so much opportunity out here. You just need to be creative on how you can either leave your mark or fill a void. And if you could do either one of those for you or your son or your daughter, I can promise you they won't be living at home. They won't be young adults living off the land. They'll be living off their own income. They'll be living off their own success. And that's what we want for our children, brothers. There's no secret about it. Each one of us is men. You want the best for your son. You want the best for your daughter. And here at Next Level Man, we want you to be that next level man so your daughter or your son could be that next level human. All right. So listen, in closing, I would encourage you as fathers and parents, 
in this new year, show a little bit of tough love. Set clear expectations and boundaries regarding the financial support that you are willing to put out for your children. Communicate it openly about the importance of personal responsibility because they need it. They have the ability to transition to that level of financial independence. We just need to be that guiding light, but we also need to be stern in our decision making. One of the things I find comfort and success is being able to ask, once again, my children to give back to me what we discuss. So I'm sure that they understand the direction that we need to take. And I think many times as children, you know, hearing it, you know, through one ear and coming out the other, it's all too common right now. We need to put that to bed. So if you have a conversation with your son or your daughter and you ask for that conversation to be given back to you, guess what, brothers? It takes a hold of what they're saying to you. And then all of a sudden they kind of look at you differently. I've done it with my daughters. It really reaps rewards. So what I truly believe is it becomes what now is a spoken word from your child back to you. All right. So that's just one thing that I would say, give it a try and see if that adds some value through the discussions with your son or your daughter. Remember as parents, as fathers, there are so many things that we can implement in our children's lives, but we have to realize sometimes that involves letting them fall. And I mean fall hard, brothers. Sometimes tough love is the best love. And if you've had a hard time allowing your child to fall face first, guess what? You have to develop some self-talk amongst yourself. And you have to allow your child to fall. You have to develop the courage to let your child fall. And I know That sounds hard, right? I I know, I know it's easier said than done, but better now rather than later. All right. We must lead our children from the front line where they can see and understand the responsibility at hand for the decisions they make and the actions that they take. It's a tough road, but nothing in this world is easy, brothers. Remember that the journey towards true independence for our young adults begins with us being intentional in our guidance and educating them. It's time to break the cycle, brothers, of this financial dependence and empower our children to stand on their own feet. So, brothers, let's build awareness and connect with one of our expert coaches. It's all about building together and crossing that finish line together. And we want to thank you for joining us on another episode of Next Level Man. And remember, you are one decision away from taking your life to the next level. Keep leveling up. So good. So good. Let's go.